0: occasion to be here. I'm Mark Cawley. As always, I'm joined by Bryson and Jacob, and baseball is back, guys. Uh, I am spectacular today. Uh, The past couple days
1: have been amazing. Uh, It is finally back after months of us trying to push it week by week, trying to see when it's actually coming back. We have dates. We have spring training dates, and it's very exciting. The only thing we don't know is where the Jays will be playing, but anyways, it's good to have baseball finally back.
2: It's been a long time. Uh, I think it's been over 100 days since everything has kind of shut down, and to now actually have something to talk about that is actually going to result in how they how the playing works, it's, it's definitely exciting.
0: It is, and we've seen pretty much, uh, I think like every player posting on their Instagram like the we're back post, and um, we've seen a lot of players on Twitter being really excited, so it's awesome to see baseball come back and... Um, it's great to imagine that, you know, in just a week's time on Wednesday, as we record this on Friday, we're going to be talking about real baseball. We're going to be seeing spring training. Of course, we won't actually be watching games right now. It seems like the plan for spring training is to have two to three exhibition games between teams, but it's really exciting to be at this point after months and months of debating and arguing and, uh, discussions over whether we can actually have baseball this year and whether the two sides, the MLBPA and the uh, the owners, are going to come together. But they did, and here we are. And um, I, as I said on the top of the show, I'm thrilled about this. I also have a lot of reservations, and I know I talked to you guys a little bit about it, but are you guys you know, wholeheartedly excited for this, or do you think this plan could end up not being successful in the future?
1: Well, when it comes down to it, uh, there's going to be a lot of things that determine what's going to happen with baseball. Uh, we know they're going to be the... Uh, out of the sports coming back, they're going to be the only sport that won't be in a bubble format. So these teams will be actually traveling on planes. The only thing that has been altered is that they're going to be traveling by region, which we already know. Um, like with It comes with the major division realignment and so on and so on, but we, we, we really don't know... Where we'll be in, let's say, a month's time. Well, a month's time is going to be when opening day starts. So let's say a month and a half or two months, just to give them time to actually get up and going. Um, we just don't know. We we've already seen positive tests throughout the game. Uh, we've we've mentioned it's forced spring training facilities to close. It's it's forced many things to, you know, be reevaluated, and we just we don't know. Uh, we know the one thing we do know is how deadly this virus can be in terms of spreading it, and if you get bad symptoms. Uh, And it's going to be, it'll be up to the MLB and it'll be up to the players based off of no matter how many protocols they have. Uh, We just don't know. Uh, We hope everything's going to be okay. The the health and safety protocol that was agreed upon, finally, an agreement between the owners and players. But what that was agreed upon, at first it was around 67 pages and that came a couple months ago. It's now over 100 pages. So it's something that's probably going to be increasing, you know, throughout the entire season, even when they start playing games, it's something that's going to be endless. And it rightfully so that you need to have proper protocols in place. And the one thing that's going to be the back of all of our minds is uh, COVID-19. As much as baseball will be back, it'll finally give us something to look forward to in terms of the sport. There is the uncertainty of where we'll be in a couple months time. And even, I guess, by the fall um, in, you know, preparations for the fear of a second wave. Because again, we don't know where we'll be. In that time, but you know, I guess you can't rule out that it'll possibly fail. Um, You know, it's it's harsh to say it, but we just don't. We you know everything that can happen in terms of an outbreak on a team, maybe um, you know even at a facility like we've already seen in spring training facilities. It's just it's it's uncertainty, and the only thing you can do is I guess you can give credit for the MLB for trying to do this. Um, It's been something that they've been wanting to do for months, and we're gonna have the shortest season. Uh, in history in baseball history so it's going to be an interesting season no doubt about it you're going to see a 60 game sprint between all 30 teams and essentially every team would could you know most definitely be in, included in in that race no matter what state your team is in no matter how good or bad you are you know one good month of baseball and then 500 for the re- you know one one good month and then a couple months of 500 baseball could essentially get you in the playoffs so a lot of things are coming with this um you know, it's just it's hard to it's hard to think about because you know it's going to happen. We've mentioned that positive tests will be coming, but it won't be shutting down leagues this time. So we've had months to prepare for this, or at least you know think we've done everything we can to prepare about this. But you know, it's just it's definitely something to to think about, and I, I think everyone will. But you know, in terms of actual games being played once they actually hit the field, I think it'll be a good distraction for a few hours from everybody. But the the thing that we won't know is is who you know is possibly exposed to any to to a virus or anything like that uh it's going to come you know it's going to come throughout the entire season of frequent testing but you just hope you hope everyone can stay safe and um you know is not as many people get tested positive you hope it's a a very few amount and you hope that this you know the 2020 season can be somewhat of a, a success based off of everything that that's already happened and everything that you know every opportunity that presents itself for major league baseball throughout these you know these final 2 3 months of uh, a shortened 60 game season that lies ahead
2: yeah i i agree i think i'm sensing a, a ton of optimism within this because there is finally an agreement between the league and the the players I meaning we can finally play baseball however i don't think that that really means that baseball is guaranteed to come back just because there's, such, there's so much uncertainty with this whole pandemic and everything that's going on. Uh, and unfortunately, I, I do still stand by this. I think that one person, unfortunately testing positive, could wipe out an entire team or, you know, multiple teams if they're traveling. Um, I think, you know, an issue that Bryson, you mentioned, is the MLB is the only league out of... <clears throat> The big three that are going to be playing this summer that are not within a bubble. So, you know, if say the Blue Jays have a, an outbreak, what's to say that, you know, another team, say uh, Washington Nationals, the the government does, says that well, you know what, we don't actually want you guys in our in our state because you're you're a foreign group of people bringing a virus in. Well, they still might have their own cases of it, but they don't want extra people coming in. And I think that this is definitely something that will have to be taken into consideration. It's not, uh, we made an agreement. So baseball is going to be played. There's going to have to be a lot of skepticism within this because, you know, with a bubble with the NBA, I think they're going to uh, Disney world. So something bad happens. Well, it's not like you're traveling across the continent or going to Canada or whatever. You're just, you're just in Disney world. Same with the NHL. You're, you're in possibly Vegas, Toronto, whatever. You isolate in your hotel. You don't, you know, you don't go anywhere. Your team doesn't go anywhere. Whereas with this, you're still traveling, so you're exposing yourself to so many different people. And I think that this is going to be a very weird season. I think it will be fun. Uh, you said that every team, you know, has at least a legitimate shot at making the playoffs. I think that's definitely true. I think one thing that the league is wanting has been wanting to do for the past couple of years is uh, increase. Their attendance and their their viewers and whatnot. And I think giving people a reason to watch their team play because they're actually doing well is something that could actually do a lot of good for the sport. I mean, we mentioned in the past how, or past episodes, how Rob Banford's horrible handling of this whole situation has, and the fact that he said, well, maybe there isn't going to be a season. And we thought, well, then baseball is going to plummet. Well, now if, you know, the Blue Jays, who were only expected to maybe hit 500 this year, in a full season, if they make the playoffs, well, who knows that the 2015, 16 bandwagon might not come back. And, you know, it's just, it seems like something that if everything goes well, I think this will be a very exciting season to watch. However, I do still think that we need to take into consideration that a lot of things have to go right in order for this to be um, as as successful as it really can be.
0: Yeah. There's a huge potential for this to be awesome you know we see the NFL playing 60 or they play something like 18 games I think a year and you know every game can make or break your season versus MLB where you play 162 and you know most of the games don't actually matter but condensing the season to 60 games could make things really exciting but at the same time we can't ignore What is happening in the rest of the world um, and in the rest of the country in the U.S. for um, other teams and for what is most likely going to be the Blue Jays, although we will talk a little bit about that later. But it's certainly problematic. Um, You have the Blue Jays with a spring training home, a lot of teams with a spring training home in Florida, which is one of the epicenters of the world for coronavirus cases. They had more cases today new cases today than the entire country of brazil had today i believe and brazil not to mention being one of the largest countries on the face of the planet in terms of population has been surging in recent days so just goes to show that playing baseball in florida is possibly the worst place to play baseball on the face of the planet right now and You know That's just a microcosm of the problems that we are seeing elsewhere in the country. So again, we've talked about it before, I'm going to say it again, but I'm really skeptical of MLB's plan and if it'll actually work. And I think it's unlikely that they stop the season partway through. I think they're largely committing to play the entire season. But there's still, like I said in the chat, there's a non-zero chance that a player will die this year from COVID-19. Like, you have 1,200 players in Major League Baseball. COVID-19 has a death rate of around 1%, 2%. And, of course, that's largely among um, either older individuals or individuals with pre-existing health conditions. But if you have—let's just say it's 1%. If you have a 1% um, fatality rate and you're expanding that to, you know, not 1 out of 100 deaths, but you're having 1,200 people— and you expect, A, people won't get it. There won't be any um, outbreaks in any teams. And B, no one's going to be experience dramatic harm from this. And, you know, it's not just dying. It's also being on a ventilator. You know, being on a ventilator isn't just like, you're on it, boom, you're off it, fine, your life is great again. No, you're literally having something else do breathing for you. It's going to have lasting impacts for these people that are in the best shape of their career that are at the peak of physical performance for this sport in the world. So I, I find serious problems with what major league baseball is doing, but at the same time, I'll close with this. It's really hard to be, you know, watching baseball return, knowing that baseball is, you know, my favorite sport and it's something that I've loved and watched for years and years and years And normally I would be so thrilled to see this sport coming back. But, you know, in the back of my mind, there's just a nagging feeling of almost fate that this is going to end really badly for Major League Baseball. And, um, you know, that scares me and that makes me not totally um, invested in this season and enthused in the proposition of playing baseball.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's something that everyone's going to have at the back of their mind. And you, you you nailed it with, like, the logistics and the advanced numbers of people who are infected with this virus. And yes, you know, majority of the mortality rate is people or seniors or people with uh, pre-existing health conditions. But, you know, in terms of all of us, we're all young people. That doesn't make us, you know, it, you know completely protected from the virus. And it doesn't guarantee that we'd be one of those people that easily survive from it. So, y- you're right, Mark. You you can't guarantee that nobody nobody could get severe symptoms from this, whether you have pre existing health um, issues or not. It's it's a sli- you just something. It's something that we don't know, and it's there's so much uncertainty with this virus. There's so much stuff we still don't know about it, other than that it can spread so quickly. And I think we've seen that over the the uh, the the course of the the entire globe, and you know how quickly they've shut down, and you know things are starting to open back up regardless if you're ready or not, as we've seen in Florida compared to a place like Ontario or even the rest of Canada where, you know, Florida cases now in the state are higher than the entire country of Canada. So I know population's bigger in Florida, but that just tells you how uh, much better Canada's taking this and how much, you know, coronavirus just uh, doesn't mean anything to people in Florida. You know, Florida might be done with COVID-19, but COVID-19 is not done with them. And it, it creates a lot of, red flags in terms of sports um, because obviously you don't want to be playing in areas with high COVID-19 numbers and to your point Mark if you want to limit the spread of athletes being testing positive as much as possible you have to avoid those states and I know there's the Rays the Marlins that play in Florida I think Texas is also a surging state so there's two teams there and then there's the Diamondbacks in Arizona Um, you know regardless you're having those teams play there and you have to you know you need to limit as much as possible for other teams to play there. And I think that's why every other baseball team has relocated their spring training to their home markets, rightfully so, based off of, you know, traveling quicker to get the season started and because you want to avoid COVID-19. So I think that's, that's another thing to look, look into this is how, how much Florida is really impacting this and how much it could potentially ruin things if it's not taken seriously. So I, I, I don't know where this takes us, but the one thing I do know is, in in my opinion, uh, when when games actually start be, to be playing, I think a lot of fans will be. In, I think a lot of fans will get invested into it. Uh, I, I you know it's something that everyone will have at the back of their mind. But in those couple hours of an actual game being played, it'll be a good distraction for a few hours. But you know, there's going to be frequent testing and players testing positive or outbreaks, no matter what, throughout t- team facilities or team stadiums. It's. You can't rule it out, unfortunately. So who knows where this takes us? Um, but you have to give credit to Major League Baseball for trying. And I'm, I'm really excited for the season. There's still, a, you know, even for the, the Blue Jays' perspective, um, they're short in season, how it can benefit them as a young team. But it's it's something that's going to be stuck with us for, you know, the foreseeable future of what if a player tests positive or what if a player essentially dies like you said, Mark, it's just, you can't, you can't rule it out regardless of how fit or how active or how healthy you are, no matter what age you are. you know, it, we're all, we're all, we're not, not all of us are immune to it. Everyone has a chance to get this virus and it, it ultimately depends on the symptoms you get. And, you know, you, you hope that you don't get severe symptoms. And I think we've seen that with people who get severe symptoms and the mortality rate there is that comes with it and living off of a ventilator. And it's just, it's it's horrible th- to think about it just um you know it paints a very dark picture in all of our minds it, especially since we're talking about a sport that everybody everybody loves you know it's an america's national pastime and you you don't want to think about you know deaths and covid-19 when you're seeing baseball being played but it's baseball in this case is just like anything else in the world um i guess it's good to see anything back even with businesses but at the back of your mind there's still something that can change in the matter of you know, a matter of days and that's the virus itself. So, you know, who knows where we go from this, but uh, it's, again, it's something you can't rule out.
2: It is scary, honestly, to think about. And uh, honestly, as even if I was playing, uh, I I don't know how safe I would feel even with the safety measures that are put in place because, you know, at the end of the day, if you're a first baseman and let's say the batter was walked or he, he gets the first base, you know, how can you really tell that first baseman that you have to separate in order to avoid possibly spreading anything? Because what if the player coughs or even coughs into his shoulder, whatever the case is, uh, you, you can't really tell that, that fielder that he has to move out of the way because then that's going to impact how he plays the game. And I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see that a lot throughout all of the sports, but I think baseball is probably going to be impacted the worst just because of the traveling. Um, but, you know, it is scary. And I've said this a few times in the past. We don't know too much about players' personal lives, uh, whether they smoke or anything. If they do, I'm, like they can do that. I'm not, that's fine. But, you know, pe- people that do smoke or have, you know, asthma, all that type of stuff, they can have more severe symptoms. And who knows? What if some guy that we didn't know smoked or whatever, he – ends up getting it and then dies then you know it's just it's definitely a very scary situation Um, although on the bright side I will say you know good on the league for finally with a big asterisk finally coming to an agreement Uh, it was a very lengthy and rough process but at least we I think we can say we're at the point where if the season does get canceled midway through or they decide in a month, yeah, actually, you know what, we can't play, then it's not going to be because of money or because of whatever. It's just going to simply be, it's not safe enough to put players on the field for the entertainment of other people, which would suck as from a fan's perspective. But, you know, you also got to think about it. These are, these are people too. They have families, they have, you know, they have lives. They don't want to just die because of something that's out of their control. And I just think that, you know, it is very scary. And, it, it it's crazy that you know this is kind of the world we live in where it's sports is kind of this thing where we're rethinking you know how we're even going to do them and may who knows how this will impact sports in the future and it's just it's crazy but I, from a player's perspective I, I honestly i still would be a little bit scared and i i think that it, it is like i said it's going to take a lot of things to go right for this to actually you know be a very successful or at least as successful season as it possibly could be.
0: Yeah. I would love to just be a fly on the wall this season for players, you know, see how the dynamic is in the clubhouse, because like as with any social situation right now, you know, there's kind of a a social responsibility versus what we normally have as a, you know, a personal responsibility to wear a mask, wash your hands, Stay six feet apart. You know, be wise in staying outside. You know that kind of thing. And I'm really interested in seeing how this social dynamic plays out in clubhouses. You know, I imagine some clubhouses that have really great camaraderie are gonna you know take this in stride, see it as almost a challenge, another thing. Like they're playing the game on the field and they're working towards another thing off the field. So. I imagine that some teams will do really well at enforcing these social distancing rules and having players make sure, you know, after the game, if you're in a state that is opened up, actually don't go to a bar or go out to dinner with your friends after. Just go home and be safe. I'm going to be really interested in seeing how each team handles it separately because each team has its own protocols. Major League Baseball has said that they have guidance For, you know, how players are going to return And um, some of it is set in stone Teams can't um, change it But a lot of it is being left up for the teams to decide So I'm really interested to see how that's handled But um, on that note It's kind of connected to what we were going to talk about next Which is baseball in toronto which of course we've been talking about endlessly for a few weeks but it's developed since then mlb submitted a plan to the canadian government to play baseball in toronto currently it's being reviewed being discussed and hopefully soon we will know whether the blue jays are playing in toronto doesn't look right now that like they're gonna play in dunedin looks like their second choice right now is buffalo or at least what that's what we're hearing at this moment, but. The Blue Jays, again, teams able to set their own protocols to a large extent. If they were in Toronto, right now it looks like they would create their own bubble in the Rogers Centre. Because there's obviously the hotel in the Rogers Centre, so they would keep players in the hotel and limit um, taking excursions outside of the Rogers Centre unless something is absolutely necessary. And this is, I believe, part of the plan that Major League Baseball made to the Canadian government to convince them, because personally... I wouldn't want all these teams and all these players coming into Toronto when Toronto is doing so much better than the U S is right now in terms of COVID 19 tests. But it's interesting to see how this kind of connects so much to what's happening in the world and different governments and jurisdictions. And, um, right now it's just hurry up and wait for, uh, waiting for candidates, the, the Canadian government to decide what to do in this situation. Uh, yeah, so. uh, w- Hopefully, we know within
1: uh, you know before mid next week. I think we will know by then, just because that date to report is by July first. So really, time's ticking on a decision from the federal government. And the one thing that you know, the one thing that I didn't see coming was the Blue Jays actually requesting for spring training to be held at Roger Center. Um, that that kind of, kind of shocked me a little bit, just because of the timing. I didn't think they'd be able to do it in time. But you know, we've been saying this for weeks, or at least I was. You know, I was one of the first to. Bring up this idea that Toronto is no no question the safest place to play if you had to compare it to obviously Dunedin which is in Florida and even Buffalo but I think I don't know the cases in Buffalo but I'm pretty sure anywhere other than Florida would be safe so who knows um, I just it's it's tough because like you said Mark what citizens are you know I'm sure there's medical professionals wondering themselves why would you want to open up the borders for these teams for them to come in here even the Jays because they're going to be going in and out as well why would you want these guys who are all majority American or coming from places with worse COVID-19 numbers than Canada why would you want them going in and out of the country uh, you know it, it, how, how do you protect them from the the public how do you how do you protect them from the public and you know there's there's a whole bunch of ideas and like you said the Rogers Center Hotel do road teams stay there do all teams stay there um, it's just you, it's, you don't know because you can't, like you said, even going back to what Jacob said, you don't know these person, these players, personal lives. Uh, you don't know what they do after games. You don't know what they do before games. You don't know how many are taking this seriously or how many think, you know, you shouldn't be living in fear. There's a whole bunch of, um, theories that other people are living by, but you know, do you, do you want these players coming in and out of the country and potentially, you know, walking around. Because I guess you can't really force them to stay in their hotel unless there's a proper protocol in place. Um, These these are millionaires, and who knows what they're going to want to do. But in terms of people who are actually wanting to be safe, why would you want to leave your hotel room? Especially if you have a family, and especially if that's risking a chance to actually win a World Series. If you want to think about it from that way, from a championship perspective, for actually winning on the field, why would you want to put that in jeopardy by leaving a hotel room and potentially... You know spreading the virus whether it's spreading to you or you're spreading it to somebody else so it's the the biggest the biggest problem here and the biggest hurdle is as we know is the border the 14-day quarantine rule we know the nhl made an agreement with the federal government so uh even what i was saying you know the mlb should be looking at it or even the jays saying why why can't you make an agreement with us it's it'll obviously be different than what they did with the nhl because the nhl will be in like a hub city well, rather than the Jays who will be traveling and road teams who will be coming in and out of the country, you know, is there is there an actual proposal that you can make or an agreement you can make that could protect the public from 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 this? It, whether it's frequent testing, whether it's uh, staying in the Rogers Center hotel, who knows? But it's no question the safest place to play. Uh, we've been this has been a frequent discussion, you know, for our, our podcast for the the past two weeks, um, and we even if you want to look at look at Florida or not Florida, sorry, Buffalo, who what should be plan B for them, rightfully so, is, you know, Buffalo's got one of the biggest AAA stadiums um, out of the entire AAA, out of the entire AAA. So, you know, I know there won't be fans there, but by biggest, I mean, just it doesn't just mean stands. It just means, uh, you know, probably facilities or clubhouses too inside the actual stadium. So I I do think Buffalo's something that they can benefit from or, you know, um, spend a spend a season there. So it's just you don't know what's gonna happen. Um a lot of people are saying that or there's a lot of question whether the federal government will actually allow this. We do know that they're open to the idea, but just because they're open to the idea doesn't mean that they're gonna agree with every single proposal or details of the proposal that the the MLB or the J submitted to them. So it'll be interesting because, you know, we're gonna know we're gonna have an answer within the next few days. July first is when they report for spring training for every, every t- every team across the MLB, and July twenty third to twenty fourth is opening day. So you you're gonna have to have an idea soon, and it, right now the Jays are the only team who don't know where the heck they're gonna play, and it's the only team right now. They're the only team who won't be having spring training at their home stadium. So they're pretty much in limbo about this, and I feel bad for the players that you know to an extent because they're kind of just stuck. You know, wherever wherever they've been spending the past three months, wondering what the heck's going to happen. Like they're going to have to rush into wherever they go. They're going to have to get there quicker than you, the other players. Well, there's going to be more of a you know a, a condensed timeline for them to get there. Uh, and it's just it's it's uncertainty, and that's that's the whole word that represents COVID nineteen a baseball season. And in this case, where the Blue Jays are going to play. So you feel bad for them to an extent because no, none of us know, but you know, there's, there's definitely going to be public pressure and there's definitely going to be public opinion that will be taken into account of this, is how safe you feel with these players coming in and out of the country. But if there's a safe way to isolate them, I think you have to consider it. Uh, you, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to, um, you don't want to leave the Jays on the curb and force them to play in Florida. You don't want to do that. You want to try and make a solution. And if they can't make a solution, then they, there's, there should be no way they even consider Then They should be looking straight to Buffalo and Mark, I know you love this idea since you live there, New Hampshire, because, you know, that should be even plan C. Florida should be, you know, plan F. It should be the like the last plan um, that they even consider.
0: Well, I just wanted to update our conversation because there was a tweet earlier from Ben Nicholson-Smith that I didn't see, but he said, uh, per Mark Shapiro, the Blue Jays are looking at two options, Dunedin and Toronto. Buffalo is not an option. So... That's kind of contrary to—I mean, what we've been talking about this whole podcast. But um, it—I don't really understand why they wouldn't consider Buffalo when, of course, it doesn't have the same facilities that Dunedin does in terms of, you know, capable to to hold a, a whole major league team. But I—I I don't really understand why they would want to have games in Florida. Period. If you look,
1: if you continue to look through the tweets as well. Um, I guess the reason why they're ruling out buffalo is because that's where they want to hold their taxi squad so if you look at it look at it from that way if if the federal government doesn't approve Toronto like there's no other way f- I guess you have to play in Florida and regardless if you agree with it or not I don't agree with it that's that's definitely a red flag for me well, uh,
0: I would yeah. yeah I would put the taxi squad in AA New Hampshire like we you just said yeah. Like, I don't. I would want to steer clear of Florida, no matter what. I don't really understand the thought by the Blue Jays to have games in Florida. Yeah, this this is a this is an entire mess. Um, if it comes
1: down to it, they should be in taxi squads. Should be in New Hampshire, and like you said, it's they're all you know they're all in a reasonable reasonable distance from each other. It's not like they're on the other side of the country. So I think this is something they can work out, but it's just there's so many hurdles here, like you know I I didn't even think of it like that where are you going to hold a taxi squad even if there's clearance to play or wherever the heck the Jays actually play where is there going to be a taxi squad and i guess this does seem a little bit more complicated than you know the sounds of it at first but anyways Jacob continue if you want to go
2: yeah one thing i was actually going to mention is kind of with the border issues we've seen that they want to keep the borders closed uh one thing i could kind of see and is a lot of people kind of getting angry that they are not allowed to go through or go in and out of uh, the U S and Canada, but they're just so willing to let the players. Now, I, I, I don't relate to those people. I, if that would even be the case, I think that, you know, this is as long as the league and the blue Jays can propose something that ensures to the Canadian government that they can keep people safe, then I'm not against that. Um, one thing you guys also said about the Roger Center, I actually completely forgot that that place had a hotel, uh, and I think that's honestly one of the best ideas, in order of or with regards to isolating teams because you're, you're you're like you're not even a ten minute walk. You're like literally just take an elevator and you know go through a few doors and you're literally where you're supposed to be playing. So it's honestly a really great idea. Um, I'm a little surprised that they are just so against a Buffalo also. Um, um, putting the, ta- uh, what was it, the team there, just because, I mean, a taxi squad, yes, is important, but, you know, at, at the forefront of it, your major league team is the one that needs to play with, you know, or else you, you don't have a, a team. You, they, have, they need a, a place to play. And I think n- no shade to a taxi squad, but I think they, you know, they should get double. They should... Do, Steer clear of Florida for sure, one hundred percent. But I I don't think that it should be. Well, the taxi squad is kind of guaranteed this stadium. But if you know the major league team needs it because of just making things easier from a logistic side and moving through through the borders, why they they're just so against that? I, but overall, it's just it's it's crazy what what's going on with the league right now.
0: Yeah. It. It's a mess. And like we said, we're five days away from spring training starting and the Blue Jays don't know where they're going to play. There's optimism that they're going to play in Toronto. Apparently Mark Shapiro has been um, telling players or at least players have been hearing that the chances of them playing in Toronto are higher and that's probably where they're going to end up playing. But it's, yeah, it's a mess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know to think about it too what you were saying Jacob i think this taxi squad thing i think it should be taking i think i think it should be taken you know more it should be taken more seriously than what it is because you know i know you don't want to overlook it and i know that's what you said but essentially if a player tests positive these are what this is what is going to be relied on from teams a taxi squad because these players are on standby you you obviously want them in an isolated location because of a potential outbreak you know, the we we discussed this last week. Games are going to go on no matter who gets infected. You're going to have players from all over. You know, it, it doesn't matter. It'll be whatever it takes to get a um, a lineup card full. So that's another thing to look for to look at. And I completely forgot about it myself by looking at you know where the Jays would play. Well, where the heck are where the heck's the Taxi Squad going to be? And I guess it makes sense. You know, I guess the the most ideal situation would be, you know, just like any other year for the Jays is where they play in Toronto and then the next level up with AAA or in this case, the taxi squad is in Buffalo. So I guess it's in, you know, it's very, it's, it's close within range of a drive. Um, I'm sure there's border clearance that can be sorted out with issues, but I guess it's good news to hear that there's optimism of playing in Toronto. And, you know, for the people who don't like this idea because that you're, you know, you're bringing in American players, majority or players who are in different countries with worse COVID-19 numbers. You know, like it or not, this is the safest place to play and I think people know that. But I also don't think that these players would put their own lives in jeopardy just to go out. And if from their 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 perspective, they're trying to play for a World Series championship as well. So it it depends on the player. Obviously everyone doesn't think the same. I'm sure people will be will feel more safe. People will be a little bit more paranoid about it. But there needs to be proper guidelines in place and I think that's what will get done if there's if the Jays end up playing at Roger Center, but you know, like, the, we're we're five days away, like you said, Mark, and they're the only team that doesn't know what the heck they're going to do for reporting dates, so there should be a solution soon. Um, definitely by next week we'll know when we record our next episode, just because July 1st is next Wednesday. But, it, crazy to think, though, in a regular season, July 1st, Canada Day, like, that's almost already, like, almost halfway through the, the season, so it's crazy to think that you know, July 1st is going to come next week and that kind of, that's just the milestone date for all of us just because it's Canada Day and there still isn't an opening day so it's just crazy to think about how short this season really will be but there's a lot of benefits that come with this um, you get a rare sprint for 60 games where every team can essentially go for it and I don't know how serious teams will take in, tr- in trying to go all in we know there's going to be a trade deadline but who knows how effective that will be and who's going to want to give up a rental for what or a prospect for a rental for up to one month there's just a lot of, you know, a lot of differences that will happen this year, and the Jay schedule in particular because of who they're going to be playing. Uh, they're going to be playing 10, t- 10 times against each ALS or AL East uh, opponent, and then they split the remaining twenty games up with, in this case, the NL East just based off of region. So, uh, you I guess you have to like the Jays' chances, but you know, before you even talk about their chances, you need to know where the heck they're going to play. So, hopefully, we get a solution soon. And I'm still on board with this. I've been on board with this for the past three weeks. It needs to be Toronto, and Dunedin needs to be the last or the least the last place they want to look at. But in this case, it looks like it's going to be Toronto or Dunedin, regardless. So the fact that they're not even mentioning New Hampshire is it's a little it's a little weird. I know there's been rumblings, but the fact that that you know New Hampshire didn't even come out of Mark Shapiro's mouth in terms of what he said it's it's a little it's a little strange. But I guess. That also leads to good news is that they're that confident that they can definitely play in Toronto.
0: Yeah, well, we will wait and see. And this confidence in where the Blue Jays are playing, which is to say absolutely no confidence in where the Blue Jays are playing, is doing nothing to enthuse me about this season and, you know, dissuade any thoughts that I have about this not being a wise choice, especially with the health situation right now, so... It's tough to see, but the last conversation we have for today is the schedule for the Blue Jays. It hasn't yet been released, but we have a picture of what it's going to look like for all 30 teams. So the schedule is going to be split with 10 games each against each of the Blue Jays' AL East rivals. So obviously the Yankees, Red Sox, Rays, and Orioles. And then they're going to be playing the remaining 20 games against their NL East rivals, which are the Phillies. They'll be playing six games against the Phillies total, and then the remaining 14 games will be split among the rest of the teams in the NL East. We don't really know how that's being divvied up, but the Blue Jays, um, whenever they play interleague games, they have like a set rival. This year is set to be the Phillies, so um, that's how it'll work out this year. But do you guys have any thoughts about how the schedule is shaking up this year? Obviously, it's going to be interesting to see. 20 interleague games even if it is a universal dh but besides that i don't really know that this schedule will change things as far as you know playing baseball goes yeah I, you you don't know um the one thing to look at this too is there's,
1: there won't be expanded playoffs unless there's another agreement that's made down the line so you you're looking at it like a basic playoff scenario and it's it comes with i guess the only thing that it's normal about this it comes with a lot of games against the AL East teams so you know the Yankees and Rays are obviously the top two teams in the AL East so you know you you have to imagine the Jays would or the Yankees and Rays would take more games than the Jays would and then there's the Red Sox where the Jays can in my opinion can compete with at a you know a steady playing field whether they split it or not and then there's the Orioles who potentially could be that team where every t- every AL East team is dying to play because you get free wins to a certain extent. And then the National League is where it becomes a little interesting because you're playing what? You're playing 20 games and you're splitting it against that. So unfortunately, if you wanted things to be even more perfect, uh you would love for the Jays to play the Marlins even more, but unfortunately, they got unlucky with that and the other NL East teams are looking, you know, that's definitely a benefit for them. And you know, Atlanta was a playoff team last year, so they're they're expected to still be um, a pretty good team. I know they lost Donaldson, but uh, you know they're they're competitive still. The Marlins are a complete tire fire. Uh, <laughs> the Mets are another team who are supposed to be competitive. They're not. They're missing Noah Syndergaard, and then there's the Phillies and Nationals. So the Nationals are the defending World Series champions, and the Philadelphia Phillies who are also supposed to be good. So when you really look at this, it's something that I think the Jays can get done in terms of competing for a playoff spot. But you know, there's still there's some tough opponents here. R- regardless if you're looking at the AL East with the Yankees and Rays, who we know a lot of, but when you look want to look at the National League, there's three potential, you know, every team except for the Marlins in that division are essentially a competing team. So it's definitely going to be... It's, good, it's going to be tough for the Jays, and nobody said it wouldn't be tough, but, you know, the only thing that benefits is a 60-game season, a short schedule, a young team who can easily get off to a fast start. You know, the Yankees are notorious for having, you know, I wouldn't say horrible starts, but they don't start off... Um, right out of the gate as fast as they would. So who knows where that comes into play of how many teams usually get off to a good start or not. So that'll be the, the biggest deciding factor, in my opinion, is who gets off to the fastest start because the team that gets off to the fastest start can probably play 500 baseball the rest of the way and potentially get in. So that's the way it looks like for the schedule. Um, that's the only thing that's normal. You, you play the AL East teams more than the other teams and you get to see the Mets a lot more this year and the other N- NL East teams that come with it.
2: See, yeah, from a logistics standpoint, I I really don't know how this is gonna work because yeah, I mean we as Blue Jays fans, we know how the American League East is. You know, the Yankees are not the greatest at the start, but you know they'll they'll hit you hard once they get going. Uh, the Rays, I, I've been a big fan of. Red Sox and the Orioles are well, the Red Sox at least are hit and miss really right now. The Orioles are absolute garbage, and the Blue Jays are who you know who knows what. But I, I think adding NL. East teams is definitely going to make things more fun. I've always said in the past that I wish interleague play was more uh, common. You know, maybe this is the year that things finally change and they say, well, okay, maybe, you know, instead of just playing the same five team or four teams as often as you do and you play some of the AL West and Central teams and a few NL teams a year, you know, they say, well, do this instead, you'll have three divisions based on regions or, you, you know, you just somehow combine the two leagues. So you just have like an East and a West and then like the, the NL just kind of doesn't matter anymore. So you play more teams more often. I I think that would honestly be really fun. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this. I I really don't know how the playoffs or how the blue Jays will fit into the playoff picture. Uh, obviously no expanded playoffs this year. So, y- you know, you're going to have to somehow get through the Yankees, the Rays, uh the, you know, the nationals, you got, you got to, Uh, the the Braves you got some good teams that could run your run run the Blue Jays for their money uh which I think will be interesting however I've said this before the 60 games is interesting because as we saw in I think it was 2018 the Blue Jays were over 500 or they didn't get to 500 until like May the 18th I think it was so you know they were over they, they were a winning team up until uh like the sixth week mark or whatever it was so they if that happens this year who knows maybe they finish with a winning record or you know a a record that gets them that second wild card spot or you know whatever but I'm actually really excited for this uh hopefully uh, I might I might be the lone one here but I really hope that this change is implemented in the future just because you know I, I do like the teams that the Blue Jays play but my god it gets boring watching the same teams over and over and over again and one of the things that I do like is, you know, the a couple of years ago, the blue Jays went to Chicago. They went to LA to play the Dodgers. The Dodgers came to Toronto mother's day, I think four years ago, you know, so it's, it's a fun thing to do. It's a fun thing to, to see other teams and to see, you know, all these big players like Clayton Kershaw and all them come to your city or you, to you get to watch your team play against that pitcher. And it's just, it's fun. I I'm honestly really happy about this. And as for playoffs, like I said, I really don't know how this is going to go because this is probably the most uncertain year ever, but I'm a big fan of what they're doing at least to prepare for what could be a very good season.
0: Yeah, there's especially with the the National League probably getting rid of the hitter excuse me, the pitcher hitting we may see divisional realignments at some point, we may see um, just a conglomeration of the AL East, NL East, AL Central, NL Central, etc. Or we may see moves to kind of a Eastern and Western conference. Or, you know, everything is up in the air right now if the rules do change. Because the only reason that we stuck with the two different leagues was because of having the diff- two different rules. And historically, they were actually two different organizations. So, um... I don't know where I stand on that. I like the divisions the way they are, but there's certainly some new rivalries and exciting ways that it could shake up. And if you get rid of the typical divisional alignments, you could potentially end up with, you know, like a Yankees Red Sox World Series or Cubs Cardinals World Series. So um, the possibilities are exciting. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what baseball does, if they do change any of that. We may not even have a Universal DH in 2021, although it seems like things are headed that way. Um, So, anyways, it's an interesting conversation to have, but lots of repercussions of lots of different factors that we're going to be watching over the next few weeks, next few months, as baseball returns. And hopefully this time next week, we're going to be back here with some good news to talk about, but until then, thank you for listening and as always, you can rate and review our podcast on iTunes and you can follow our podcast at Section138 Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.